0: Today on the Big Inside, what do you need? No, really, what 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 the heck do you need? Just tell us, because today we're going to see how sometimes we may not need as much as we think we do in order to get where we want to go. That workout for your ears begins right now. Here you go. It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait, wait, that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense. It, uh, well, I, I guess it's time once again. For the big inside. Broadcasting from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the homeschooled city of Boston, Massachusetts... I'm Christian Matey, a.k.a. XN, and this is The Big Inside, the ongoing discussion that intersects and connects what transforms the body with what transforms the world and then turns them both inside out. We're all about the conversation, not the education, but with our luck, you'll probably end up learning something along the way. And I'm flying solo this week, as, as, as if you couldn't tell by the lack of chatter and noises in the background. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Nick. But you, you're, you're noisy, guys. Um, we're going to have more sidecars in the upcoming weeks. So Scott and Nick will be back, as well as some other surprises. Got some new sidecars coming in. We're very excited. The only main announcement I have this week is for you if you're from Maine or New England or anywhere in the New England area. Coming up on April 15th, it's your chance, at last, To see me do my shtick live, I will be the MC of the Pine Tree State Championships in Westbrook, Maine on April 15th. It's a great competition and event. For details, just go to pinetreestatechampionships.com. It's easy. The name of the event is the name of the website, pinetreestatechampionships.com. And uh, yeah, it's a whole day of vendors and a competition and another competition and all this stuff going on. They have professionals there that give little lectures it's a great day april 15th westbrook maine the pine tree state championships we're looking forward to seeing you there come see me do my thing today on the big deal segment of the show well we had this great sit down with a guy silas jackson whose uh, connection to lifting and the gym and bodybuilding and all the stuff that we launch from, it's kind of unusual when you consider how most people these days get into it. I won't spoil it any more than that. Let's check it out. Here's this week's Big Deal. What do you like to do? Do you like to go to movies? Do you like to fish? Do you like to play video games or dance? Or bike? Ski? Draw? We all like to do stuff. So, what do you need to do the stuff you love? Do you need a lot of equipment? Do you have to buy things? Is what you love to do dependent on the stuff you have to do it with? Or, could you do what you love, even if you didn't have anything but what you just found around you, like in your home?
1: First of all, it's pretty suburban. Like we're not in a urban area at all. There's a lot of trees, and we live by a lake, so there are a lot of natural escapes around. Like there's significant opportunities for outdoor stuff. So I spent a lot of time outdoors as a kid.
0: That's Silas Jackson.
1: Hi, I'm Silas Jackson. I'm a yoga teacher and fitness instructor, you could say.
0: Silas didn't grow up the way most kids grow up.
1: The house itself is not not overly large like there were two bedrooms for four four kids and two adults so there's not a lot of space we kind of cramped up a little bit and it was always very cluttered (laughs) but it didn't not didn't feel filthy or messy or anything like you, you always knew where everything was it's just if somebody else walked in they'd be like oh this is a mess but we always knew exactly where things were and had things where we wanted them and had easy access to them so we never felt like it was a mess it's just Probably wouldn't look that way to anyone else coming in because there's so much stuff going on.
0: Silas and his siblings were homeschooled. But not just homeschooled.
1: Um, well, really? In a lot of ways, I'm not sure I exactly felt like this at the time, but looking back, it's almost like it was sort of experimental. (laughs) Like they almost wanted to see what would happen if you just let kids learn on their own. Without any kind of int- institutional intervention at all, just like here's here's the world, kids, go see what interests you. And I don't want to make it seem semi neglectful or anything, but there's this distance where they just let us sort of figure it out on our own, or figure out what we want to do and look into that more deeply if they could, if that was if that was appropriate. But mostly it was just they would let us go. They just say, here's here's space and time to go do your thing, go learn what you want to learn about what you want to learn.
0: Now, let's not paint too weird a picture of Silas's upbringing. I mean, it wasn't like he was isolated. This wasn't some weird commune. He just wasn't part of mainstream education. But he certainly had friends, like, around his neighborhood, and there was certainly plenty of exposure to mainstream culture.
1: A lot of my media exposure was from movies, but generally it was older movies, like they weren't current. Like, I wasn't going to the theater all the time. I would, we would sit and watch movies a lot just whatever was on TV, we'd rent something, and and a lot of it was terrible movies. Like, we just found that really funny, like, to to watch, like, these B-roll monster movies. Uh, Obviously not just monster movies, like, also cheesy martial arts movies. same time as we're laughing at, like, oh, this movie is ridiculous, that's, that's stupid, I'd also be thinking that, hey, this this, martial arts thing is actually pretty cool. Even though the, the movie is ridiculous, the the art is cool. I kind of want to learn that. Like, uh, the classics, Bruce Lee and uh, um, Jackie Chan, all that. All that, the ones that you see, the, the ones they are going to, no matter how sheltered you are, they're going to you're gonna have some kind of social idea of Jack, who Jackie Chan is, and that that was actually where I sort of started thinking like, "Hey, this is cool. I I wonder if I could learn this this stuff. Like, not the, obviously not the theatrical stunts and everything, but the the meat of what he does, like the science behind it."
0: You see, no one was telling Silas how a body works, how performance is developed. So he had to just figure it out on his own. It was a series of experiments.
1: At that point, I had been martial arts for like eight years, something like that. So I, I had drills to get strength drills and I could sort of just improvise how to make it harder to do these things. And then as, as I did that more and more, like I was saying, like, answered one question, then I'm going to the next question. Like, I did that, and then I started to see, like, hey, this works. Like, that's that's cool that I'm getting stronger. Like, how can I learn more about how to get stronger with weights? And that's when I started to research what other people have done, like, other formats and other um, programs and structures.
0: And none of this is surprising. None of this seems unusual for a young man who's taken with a sport. But when did it switch over to, you know, bodybuilding, to the aesthetics, the shape? Where did this desire to get better at a sport shift from just getting stronger to actually creating a shape that most people only know through popular media?
1: No, it totally didn't come from popular media at all. It didn't even come from bodybuilders per se. It came from like... (laughs) I was studying Latin and through Latin had exposure to classical art, that kind of like um, Roman art and statues and images of Roman gods and stuff. And like you look at Apollo and you're like, I want to look like that. So technically you are a bodybuilder if you want to look like Apollo, but it's not because I was thinking about bodybuilding per se. I was thinking about just looking like this cool image.
0: Fortunately, Silas had imagination, which is nothing unusual for a boy. And like any boy, His imagination attracted him also to myths and legends, stories of heroes. I I think, um, especially
1: looking back on it, it, it totally was connected to the mythology of like, not necessarily specifically Greek mythology, or like I was saying Apollo, like not specifically that, but the archetype of this heroic, really powerful god. So I'm not not saying I was trying to become a god or anything, but, but like it wasn't. But it was attached to that that archetype of heroism, I guess. I guess is the uh, the pure archetype for that. The the classical hero. And that's that was the image I had in my head.
0: See where this is going. The young Silas was putting two and two together. Without anyone telling him to start lifting, Silas was realizing the obvious that if he wanted to get better at the things he was enjoying, he needed to get stronger.
1: He needed the body of a hero. Obviously, looking back, I'm like, oh, this was kind of ridiculous. But I had this, um, (laughs) it was like this. This formula of if your wrist is X diameter, then your biceps should be X, your thighs should be X, and so on. And it it was called the Grecian Ideal. (laughs) I don't know where exactly I found it, but I looked at that and I was like, oh, yeah, this, this. (laughs) That's what I have to get to. (laughs) Like, part of it was just like, hey, that would be cool. And also, it was just I had a general drive to get bigger and stronger. And I was like, okay, I should have some. Milestone. There, it shouldn't just be an open-ended like get bigger forever. I should have something that I can be like, okay, I've gotten to this. Now reevaluate. Even at the time, even though I was kind of obsessed with getting there, like, it wasn't the be-all and end-all goal. It was just like kind of a thing to get to. But <laughs> at the time, like I, I had no no idea of what I was looking for. So like, yeah, this this number seems legit.
0: Silas was creating literally out of nothing the things that we assume we can only go out and purchase. He didn't belong to a gym. He didn't have all the right equipment. He couldn't afford instructors and trainers. All Silas did to pursue lifting was simply invest in what he had most available to him. I mean, he had the ability to study, he had a huge curiosity, and he had a house full of, well, stuff.
1: Well, initially it was just whatever heavy thing I could find. (laughs) Like I would literally just use tree branches and rocks and cinder blocks and whatever. I can't think of what the name would be for this lift, but it's like where you swing a heavy thing up over your head. I don't know what you'd call it, but I you did that with just this huge-ass piece of ice that I found. Like, <laughs> like, that was the best thing I could find to hold that was approximately, like, the plate I'd seen somebody doing this with. Yeah, I was doing it with a big piece of ice. <laughs> and I feel like, at least for me, this is very much just because of how I think and how I operate. Like, that was actually a really good way for me to jump into it, because rather than having any kind of external, like, here's this piece of equipment, I'm going to kind of pretend I know how to use it. Instead of having that, I had to work from the ground up and think like, okay, why am I going to do X, Y, and Z in terms of lifting and exercise?
0: But he wasn't just improvising how to lift and get stronger. Silas was literally improvising how to build a gym.
1: Well, initially it was an outdoor space. It was just like this, Spot I cleared in the side yard. I just went out and I cut down all the uh cut branches out of the way and stuff and cleared <laughs> out whatever. And I just had like this this outdoor space next to some <laughs> some tarp. <I> think. <laughs> like the uh, so I had kind of a wall behind me just of tarps and just dirt and I would just do my thing there. Then I moved into what used to be a carport, it was closed and I had just this concrete floor and that was where it worked out and then I gradually started filling that space with equipment like I got a squat rack first or had my barbell first I had just the barbell in there my cousin just was like hey you're really into lifting I'm going to give you this barbell when he was moving he wasn't going to have anywhere to store it so that was the first one I got like a a barbell in some place and then I had the squat rack with the barbell and then I got a bench with the rack and the barbell so I could do bench press
0: But while Silas wasn't really exposed to other lifters or bodybuilders and certainly didn't belong to a regular gym, it wasn't that he was completely isolated from the ideas of mainstream bodybuilding. I mean, he certainly had exposure to the internet and, like most young people his age curious about bodybuilding, it was the online world that became his main source of information.
1: Actually, now that I think about it, YouTube was a a huge thing because I could look up these instructional videos of specific things, like deadlift is a thing that exists, then I could look up videos of how to deadlift and so on and so forth for different exercises and then getting more complex as I learn more, like programs and routines and whole full workouts and stuff.
0: When a lot of people go online and look things up, especially about going to the gym, it seems there's just well, just a lot of bullshit out there. So much of what we find online is just thinly veiled marketing, or else it's just pure image. It's hard to separate vanity videos from instructional ones. And most of us just dismiss most of what we see. But imagine you never saw all the social media you've already seen. Just erase it from your brain. Imagine coming to it fresh, with fresh eyes, and all you wanted, was just to find ideas. Imagine knowing next to nothing about fitness culture and then looking at all that media. You might not be so put off because, well, it suddenly all becomes useful. We sometimes too quickly dismiss social media's effects, because, let's face it, it has the tendency to drive us all toward cheap or lowest common denominator behavior. But the irony is that, while it may be shallow, it also is very widely cast. It allows ideas to be dispersed to places where we might have assumed would otherwise have been forgotten.
1: Like, I wasn't exposed to that much of that initially, like, because I was looking for very specific stuff. I didn't just have this wholesale bombardment of media messages about the broader idea of of bodybuilding because I just was like okay I want to learn about deadlifts or whatever and at the same time like even if some of that message did bleed through I kind of was tuning it out because I was so focused on like I was saying the why of what I was doing I knew I didn't have access to these things so I kind of just disregarded that whole part of the message
0: What do we need to have to do the things we love to do? Do we overcomplicate things? Maybe hold ourselves back until we have, you know, all the stuff we think we're supposed to have. That we're told to have.
1: It it does certainly seem like it's not accessible to everyone. The way it's presented, the way it's showed, like, yeah you need the next you need a, a biometric polo shirt to get a great workout because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna give you a readout of your heart rate during your workout like that's that's absurd
0: do we think that our passion is limited to the stuff we have to use or can we find a fulfilling pursuit of what we love to do even if we don't have all the stuff that we see other people have i think just what like like just about anything, um,
1: if you're actually interested in it, you should be able to do it with nothing. Like somebody who's working on a gym, maybe it, maybe it's working really well for them to be in a gym to have this culture and these comrades and in, in their pursuits and all easy access to all the information without having to search, because it's just right there, you're in the gym. But you should continue doing it if all that's taken away one day. Like if you just were like, okay, for one year I'm just going to train with rocks in my backyard or in the woods, you should still be able to sustain the, that pursuit. And you should still be after all the ideals that you were after in the gym when you're out in the wilderness with a stick.
0: Maybe you like to ski, or maybe you like to sing, or maybe you knit, or maybe you just tell stories and hope someone finds them interesting, or maybe you're like Silas, and maybe you want to get strong. We all have something we love to do. And most of it can't be done without connecting to the rest of the world. I mean, we need equipment or we need teachers. We just need ideas. So we go online. We go to the store. We go to our peers. And when we start going out there, and start seeing all the stuff that we can do and all the stuff that we can get, it's real easy to get lost in it. It's easy to want to become larger than life. To get everything we can to help us be the very best at whatever it is we love to do. To want to be like what we see online, in social media, in all those images. Or like the heroes in stories, or legends, or martial arts movies. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Silas didn't worry about whether he had what we all thought was what a bodybuilder was supposed to have. He just kept doing what he loved. He didn't worry about whether bodybuilding had forgotten him, lifting in his garage, in the woods, by the lake. He didn't worry about being forgotten by all the stuff surrounding the thing that he found that he loved. He just worried about loving the thing he found.
1: It's I'm doing my own thing, so I'm not really pressured at all to, I don't know how to artic- articulate this really well, there's, there's no pressure to conform to any external ideal beyond just my own ideal, like that's, <laughs> that's my driving thing rather than having a bunch of people expecting a certain thing from me.
0: again for stepping inside the big inside we'll be back again next week to pan for the gold nuggets of life via the gold rush of physique sports uh, seriously God, who is writing these Ugh, the closing suck lately anyway if you liked what you heard in spite of that please 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 we need your support and there's just so many ways to support us and keep us going for example why not right now run to your phone or your computer and copy the link for this episode from thebiginside.com and share it with a friend on social media or with an enemy on social media or with a stranger on so or anyone or whoever on social media just share it we appreciate when you spread the word about our work and help our big audience continue to get bigger we're growing but we need your help keep at it and even better if you love what we do, or even if you hate what we do, or indifferent, we'd love if you let us know directly. Become a big mouth by dropping us a line. Go to the website and leave a comment on any episode's show notes, or get the email at thebiginside.com and send us an email, or just go to our Facebook page. Comment there. We'd love to hear from you guys. You guys are what help shape the upcoming shows. And now on to today's sponsors. Today's show was sponsored in part by Sisei Sports, makers of the new pre-workout formula Rekt, R-E-K-T. Rekt is a pre-workout formula that apparently has no comparison out there on the market. Um, The doses of ingredients in Rekt apparently are the highest in the entire pre-workout market, in the entire U.S. of A. They actually did a challenge recently, calling out to other brands to see if any other brands of pre-workout even matched the ingredient dosage of Rekt. Not a one did. And that basically means you save money, like you don't have to use as much to get the same effect as you would from another pre-workout. Uh, Rect is truly the best pre-workout supplement for anyone who wants elite level performance in the gym, strongmen, powerlifters, crossfitters, just regular athletes. Um, there's no hard crash, best neurotropics, which means your focus is on and all that stuff. Um, gosh, imagine if Silas had been given Rect when he was still in homeschool. He'd be like, he would have skyrocketed. Silas, go back in time. Uh, You can learn more about Rekt, uh, R-E-K-T, and buy it for yourself at Saisports.com, S-A-I-S-E-I-Sports.com. Today's show was also brought to you by Scorpio Creative, a boutique design, branding, and marketing firm. They specialize in working with small businesses. They're a small business. You're a small business. They partner with you to figure out how to get the marketing needs delivered at prices that you can afford, whether it's logos or websites or printed collateral like business cards and brochures and flyers or maybe it's social media strategy scorpio creative is a one top one stop shop excuse me and can help get your business up and running or at a faster speed so give scorpio creative a try scorpio com. we're happy to have them on board and you know what silas you probably have some stuff that you want to plug so silas what what's uh what should people know about you how do people find you um well yeah the got two things.
1: For one, my the nice. studio is Solstice Yoga and Fitness. The website is yogawestpro.com. And yeah, we just, we do yoga there, hot yoga. Well, that's yoga. hot. Sorry, it was right there. <laughs> and, uh, and the other thing is my book just came out in hard copy, Bag Men.
0: How do we get it? How do we read it?
1: You can just Google Bag Men, Silas Jackson, Julian Tross as my uh, co-author. It's being sold um, through this company called Create Space. They do um, hard copy books for you. Like it's on Kindle, Amazon Kindle. But it's also in the hard copy format just since, like, the beginning of this month.
0: Uh, Awesome. Thanks, Silas. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) The Big Inside is, of course, independently funded. That means we rely on stunningly gorgeous people like you to help keep us going. If you like what you hear on The Big Inside, please, please consider dropping a few bucks in our virtual virtual bucket of love at our website, thebiginside.com. Your generosity is not only appreciated. We will chat you up on the air. We love talking about people who help us out, as you see, like our sponsors. In fact, why not become a sponsor? Why not just hump our leg completely and become a sponsor of the Big Inside? Doc at, info is at thebiginside.com. We'd love to have you on board. We love to hawk your stuff. Karma is real, and it helps keeps the show going. As you know, we like to end each episode of the Big Inside with something called the Little Insider. We Take something we've been up to personally this past week that's helped improve our lives, and then we flip it into a recommendation and give it to you so you can maybe look into it on your own this week. Silas, we want you to chime in here. What 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 can you recommend to people? What's your little insider for this week?
1: Well, one th- one thing that definitely springs to mind because I just started doing it or s- stopped doing it, I should say, is eating meat. I'm pretty much going vegetarian again. Again. Yeah, I used to be I used to be vegetarian, and then I at the time I was like. I think I was like 16 when I was vegetarian for a year and I didn't know how to do it. I thought, yeah, just stop eating meat and that's it. (laughs) And I got a vitamin B12 deficiency because I wasn't eating well. Like I just cut meat out and didn't replace it with anything. But I just recently started or stopped
0: eating meat again. Like I was like,
1: I I know more. I can try it. I can do this a little better now.
0: Nice. So I guess maybe people should start, you know, reinvestigating vegetarianism instead of just, you know, protein
1: yeah yeah, sure, why not? Look into it. It doesn't have to be like go vegetarian, just maybe a couple of days a week not eating any meat. That makes a difference because actually, the reason I went into it is, um I just have have so many pets. I was like, I can't be taking care of one animal <laughs> and then turn around to eat a steak. Like <laughs> I just feel terrible about that. Like that's actually why I stopped. It's not not a nutritional thing. Even though I, it
0: was a weird like feeling like you were eating your pet's relative or something. Yeah,
1: like I have a, petting a rat on my shoulder, then like okay, put you down, I'm gonna go eat now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sure the rat wouldn't be as discerning, but hey, who knows, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same time, like I have I have reptiles and I feed them crickets, so I'm, it's like yeah, yeah. I'm no stranger to the idea of predation. <laughs> like, I didn't invent that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna try and make my lizard go vegetarian, but I I can. So, right.
0: I mean. So why not? Right, exactly. Why not? Well, thanks, Silas. That's awesome. Thanks. Mine is mine. sounds kind of silly. I Sometimes I do deep ones, and then sometimes I do cheap, shallow ones. And this week is one of those shallow ones. Believe it or not, mine is rice cakes, the mighty rice cake. I know, I know, they're like cardboard and all that, but here's the deal. I'm Italian and Polish, and I, I eat like a pig if I'm left unchecked and you know, I don't want to be doing that, but sometimes I do want to pig out, and the thing is, this week, I have rediscovered the mighty rice cake, and how I can put anything on it, my thing is pepper jelly, you know, the spicy sweet jelly, I just go crazy with it, but I I freaking love these things, because I can pig out, but then I'm like, oh look, I only had 300 calories, or some nonsense, I don't know, um, You put the peanut butter on it, you avocado fruit, whatever. I mean, I know it sounds like an ad for rice cakes, but honestly, I rediscovered them, and for those who like to pig out mindlessly, it's a great little way to give yourself a cheap pig out treat. So that's I'm sticking with it. Rice cakes is my little insider this week. That's what I did last week and I'm recommending it. (laughs) Today's show was produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, who only went to public school because they got expelled from their homeschool. It's very hard to do. Music in today's episode was all Creative Commons licensed and provided by Graphic Melee, Middle Mountain, Vojtech Pavlik, and Fall Risk. Please check out these genius artists online at places like, you know, Bandcamp and SoundCloud and the like. Their work is not only incredible, they're also actually friends of mine. Please support them. That's the workout for your ears this week. I am Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later.